We would certainly like to welcome you to our first show of 2020. So those of you who I haven't wished a very happy new year to, I'm wishing you a very happy new year right now. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course this is The Jazz Show, a regular feature on CITR FM 101.9, or of course www.citr.ca on your computer for live streaming from all over the world. And we're happy to uh, beam out some great jazz music for the next uh, three hours plus to you. We have a whole variety of stuff to play for you this evening. Some uh, incredible performances, including our jazz feature, which of course we always do at the top of the show. Incidentally, those of you uh, to bring in the new year, I always like to mention this every once in a while because I do get people saying, what's that theme you're playing? (laughs) And of course, um, I've been using it for years and years and years, and uh, I'm still getting, you know, people saying, uh, what's it called? What is it? Where is it? Where can I get it? Anyway, it's by the great trombonist Benny Green. It's from a Blue Note album called Soul Stirrin', and that's the title track. It was written by a jazz character, a vocalist, a very clever man by the name of Babs Gonzalez. And Babs was a very close friend of um, a lot of the Chicago guys, Benny Green, Johnny Griffin, Gene Ammons. He was their buddy. And uh, he wrote some really neat tunes, and that is one of them. And, of course, the band uh, does the little vocal as well. And in the band, of course, is the leader, Benny Green on trombone, the first saxophone solo with that uh, um, quote (laughs) that everybody can whistle, uh, is by Gene Ammons. And the second tenor saxophone solo is by a lesser-known but a uh, very great saxophone player from Philadelphia by the name of Billy Root, who was also a monster baritone player as well. And on piano, the great late Sonny Clark. Ike Isaacs is the bassist. And on drums, the one and only Elvin Jones. And that's the title track from that famous Blue Note album, Soul Stirrin'. And Benny is spelt with an I-E, B-E-N-N-I-E. That's as opposed to the wonderful pianist, Benny Green, much younger man and still alive. Uh, He spells it the usual way, B-A-N-N-Y. There you go. Little esoteric information. We get to our jazz feature now, and it's by the one and only Prince of Darkness, Miles Dewey Davis. And this is an album by the second great quintet. And as most people know, Miles had two. He had lots of great bands, but he had two great quintets. And the first one, of course, had John Coltrane, um, Red Garland, Paul Chambers, and Philly Joe Jones. The second great quintet playing some very different music was Miles Davis, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock 
Ron Carter on bass, and, of course, the phenomenal drummer Tony Williams. That was the personnel of the second great quintet. And this is the music of that particular quintet. This is an album which can be really seen as a return album, a comeback album. Now, I heard and met all the guys in this band uh, early in 1965. I had met Miles previously, but I hadn't met any of the other members. And um, I was staying with my good friend John Handy in San Francisco, a very prominent saxophonist. And we decided to uh, go down uh, to where this quintet was playing. It was early 1965 in January, and Miles and the quintet were playing at a place called Basin Street West, which was just down the block from the jazz workshop in the North Beach uh, area, club area in San Francisco. And uh, this particular evening, um, I was anxious to get going and, and hear the band and and for some reason, John was fiddling around. He had to make some phone calls and, and so on and so forth. So we didn't get out of the house until late. And, of course, we arrived at Basin Street um, West to hear the band. But Miles had already gone home. He used to do that. Sometimes he wouldn't play the last set. So um, through John, I got a chance. I was introduced to all the guys in the band. Uh, which was a wonderful experience for me and, and had a nice chat with everybody, Tony and, and Wayne and, and, and Ron. And uh, um, we heard the quartet play without Miles. And that was an incredible experience. And um, just to hear them do their uh, original material and stuff. And most of the people had gone home. So it was like a private audience that we had. And, and these guys were just, well, they're phenomenal musicians, as we all know. And uh, so this was great. And then uh, Herbie Hancock said, well, um, are you planning on coming back? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to come back at, at least a couple more times. And he said, well, um, I'll comp you in. And, and you can bring, uh, uh, you know, you can bring a guest. And I thought that was a very, very wonderful gesture on Herbie's part because the admission charge was a little bit steep. And um, so I went back and heard the band with Miles uh, two more times. And uh, it was, uh, well, what can I say, a tremendous experience. And what I noticed was not only the profundity of the music, but they were playing so much new material. And there were compositions by Ron Carter, compositions by Hancock, compositions by Wayne Shorter, and some new compositions by Miles himself. And um, it was uh, a lot of the older repertoire that this band had, was famous for um, had been dropped. And because Miles was bringing in all these, all these new uh, tunes, which was much more suitable to the style of this band, and encouraging everyone to write. And after the engagement in San Francisco, they went to, uh, Ron, Ron Carter told me that they were going to be recording, and um, that's when they, when they finished the engagement in San Francisco. They headed for 
uh, Los Angeles, where they played at a place called the Renaissance. And then they went into Columbia Recording Studio for about two or three days and recorded the famous album ESP. And, of course, that's a classic album, and we featured that on the show. So, um, and a lot of the material on ESP is what they were playing, uh, what I heard live. So anyway, with that uh, in mind, I was, uh, you know, thrilled at the whole experience and, and um, everything else. But I found out a little later, a few months later, that Miles had fallen into some bad ways. Uh, he had broken his hip. Uh, he had a liver. Um, uh, he was in hospital for about three months with a terrible liver infection, and they couldn't find out what it was. Uh, 1965 turned out to be a, a very uh, trying year for Miles, and he hardly did any playing. Uh, the band was basically, they were all working with other people, making lots of records and so on, so nothing was happening for Miles. He was going through all this, plus he was going through a heavy divorce situation as well. And um, nothing was heard of Miles until the end of the year, and there was an engagement that Miles played at the Plug Nickel in Chicago, and um, this was, he authorized Columbia Records. He had a tiff with Columbia. I won't get into that story. And uh, um, anyway, the tiff had been settled, and the, uh, uh, Miles was, of course, under contract to Columbia, and they agreed to record the plug nickel. And uh, unfortunately, those are great recordings, but they're flawed because Miles was um, under par on those sessions. And so they only uh, officially um, put out a, an LP uh, of some um, material from those two nights at the Plug Nickel done in December of 1965. And um, Miles was creatively brilliant, but uh, his, his chops were down. And uh, um, so nothing came out. Later on, they issued the whole... Uh, Thing on a six CD set, which is wonderful listening, but it can be a little tough at times as well. Anyway, Miles' fortunes uh, didn't lift too much in early 1966, but eventually everything was behind him, and the band, he put the band back together during the um, late spring and summer, and they got very, very busy with club dates, concerts, all kinds of stuff. And um, Miles um, came back, uh, got his chops back. His, uh, his troubles were behind him. He was healthy once again. And by October, they decided to go into Columbia Recording Studio in New York and record this classic album. So that's the whole preamble to this album. The album is called Miles Smiles, and it's an absolute gem. And it really shows uh, the quintet at its um, finest. And the nice thing about this album is that all the material is all new. The band had never played it before, not even in person. It was very interesting what Miles did with the repertoire because some of the new tunes uh, were never played after they were recorded, and some became part of Miles' regular concert and club repertoire. 
So that was a kind of interesting thing in the band, and it was Miles that made those decisions, of course. Um, but all the tunes on here had never been played. They were worked up uh, over a, a couple of days in October of 1966 in Columbia Studios, and we're going to hear this full album. That's the jazz feature. So without further ado, I can just tell you that this album is classic. It's great. Miles is in wonderful form, creative form. The whole band is just um, really at the top of its game. And um, we're going to begin with the uh, six selections on this album. So once again, the personnel, Miles on trumpet, uh, Miles Davis on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. And we open with Wayne Shorter's composition. It's a perfect opener to this set, and it's called Orbits. The second tune is written by Miles Davis, and it's kind of a very impressionistic and beautiful ballad, and it's called Circle. Then we get into one of Wayne Shorter's most famous compositions. He had recorded this under his uh, own name for Blue Note, but this is the very first recording of this band, of Wayne Shorter's famous composition, Footprints. We follow that with another Shorter composition called Dolores, and it's a, a up-tempo burner. Then we go to one of the great tunes on this whole set, their version of Eddie Harris's famous 10-bar finger buster tune called the Freedom Jazz Dance. And it's very, very different from Eddie Harris's original version of this and perfectly suited for the band. And the final tune is by one of Miles' great friends and former compatriots, composer Jimmy Heath, who is a great saxophonist, of course, and still with us. And he wrote the final tune on the date, and it's Gingerbread Boy. So as I mentioned before, none of these tunes had been played in person before this album, and everything was worked up in the, um, in the recording studio, and they achieved some great heights on this record. And I'm very proud to be presenting Miles Smiles as our jazz feature this evening. We begin with Orbits.
Miles wanting to hear that back. And, of course, he was appealing to uh, his producer, Tio Machiro, to uh, play it back for him. He was pleased with that one. And, of course, this is the album Miles Smiles. And uh, after this uh, recording date and how they worked all these tunes up uh, that they had never played in, in person, uh, before they did it all in the recording studio, Miles was justifiably pleased, and of course, it's uh, on records as one of the great performances by this incredible band. And uh, the album came out with the appropriate title, Miles Smiles, and he certainly deserves to. We heard, of course, Miles Davis on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone. Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and, of course, the incredible genius of the drums, Tony Williams. And the tunes from the beginning, we heard Wayne Shorter's, um, the opening tune, perfect opener for this set, uh, a tune called Orbits, written by Wayne Shorter. The second tune was a, a very reflective kind of impressionistic ballad, written by Miles, entitled Circle. 
And then we move to one of Boyne Shorter's most famous compositions that became part of the band's regular repertoire. And, of course, that was this band's version of Footprints. Tune number four was another Wayne Shorter composition, a tempo thing entitled Dolores. And then we heard the band do a great, very original-sounding version of Eddie Harris's great tune, Freedom Jazz Dance. Very different from uh, Mr. Harris's version of this tune, but uh, capturing the uh, finger-busting um, composition. Ten bars of uh, <laughs> quite incredible uh, um, intervals in this piece of music. The Freedom Jazz Dance, Eddie Harris. And the final tune was written by a former compatriot of Miles, and of course they remain great friends, saxophonist Jimmy Heath. And he wrote the last tune called Gingerbread Boy. So that's the repertoire on the album. All of this was recorded over a couple of days in October of 1966. And, of course, as I mentioned before in the preamble, Miles had a pretty grim year in 1965. Uh, It started out great, uh, but uh, a car accident and uh, hospital stays and a a divorce and also a tiff with Columbia Records, um, all that led up to... Uh, a period of inactivity for Miles. And, of course, he was back in force um, by the time they went into the studio and recorded this. They were very busy at the time doing tours, um, club dates, concerts, and, of course, the band was hot. And Miles knew it, and it was time to go in the studio and put this stuff down. And he did it. And, of course, we have this wonderful product, Miles Smiles. The second great quintet. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, jazz feature. And uh, we shall return with some more music. Uh, We have a few announcements to make. Just like to tell you that you are listening to the first edition of The Jazz Show, our uh, first edition for 2020. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're broadcasting, of course, from CITR FM 101.9. Or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we'll be back in a few moments. Join us Friday, January 10th at the Astoria for Blonde Diamond's 4 a.m. Eternal single and music video release show. Also featuring Phono Pony and Devours. Presented by Happy Hour. Tickets on sale now at showpass.com and at the door. Shindig 2020, CITR's annual Battle of the Bands extravaganza. 16 bands enter, one will be left standing. It's happening every Tuesday in January at Redgate. First on the docket, this Tuesday, January 7th, 
we've got Kylie V, Wild Fryer, Emily Toyota, and Morton Monk. Doors are at 7.30, bands at 8. $5 at the door, though no one will be turned away for lack of funds. Finalists will be announced on Wednesday, January 29th. Come out on Tuesday to hear some of the Lower Mainland's best bands throw down for the top spot. Oh, you can... Come in, Grey Badger. Begin your report. Over. 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 On Friday, January 17th, CITR 101.9 FM presents our annual 24 Hours of Radio Art Programming. We don't go too far. None of us will go too far. Maybe sometimes we went too far, but now we won't. Because we're real nice guys! It's a full day of spoken word, drone, field recordings, sound collage, thunderphonics, robocalls, voicemail fails, sound art, and noise. CITR's 24 Hours of Radio Art, January 17th. Listen live or online at CITR.ca. We have uh, some weather information for you, uh, beginning with tonight. And, of course, it's cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower. And then it's going to be more steady rain throughout the uh, dark night. And it's also going to get windy as well. And the temperature is going to go down to about 9. Yeah. I guess tropical for this time of year compared to uh, <laughs> the rest of the country. Then... Um, Tomorrow, rain is going to end in the afternoon and then a 60% chance of a shower and windy still. Uh, with not much variation in temperature, the high is going to be 9 tomorrow. So that's it. It's not moving around very much. Wednesday is going to be cloudy with a 60% chance of rain with a low of 1 and a high of 6. Then Thursday, a little cooler, um, is going to be cloudy with um, a low of zero and a high of four. And then Friday is going to be rainy and windy with a low of three and a high of eight. And then they're calling for a bit of a change on Saturday. They're saying periods of rain or snow. Oh, my goodness. Snow. Yeah, right. Anyway, with a low of three and a high of four. If the temperatures are up there, I really don't see any chance of snow. But anyway, they don't want to take any chances because it could happen. Probably wet snow, you know, uh, that isn't going to stick. And uh, Sunday is cloudy with a 60% chance of rain or, again, some snow showers. Actually, the temperature 
overnight is going to go down to minus 3, and the high on Sunday is going to be plus 2. So there may be a little more chance of that. Who knows? We'll have to just live through it, okay? And uh, I'm sure we all will and survive. So (laughs) there you go. That's the weather. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Okay, well, you heard the weather. And we're actually going to play a piece of music because we got a little bit yesterday, but it was, then it became so damn windy. Um, I almost got blown away. And uh, although the sky cleared for at least a little while, and we saw this, this strange object up there. Um, it's called the sun. And we're going to play a piece for you now. I love this piece of music. It's from uh, an album called Sunshine of My Soul, and it's by the great, um, very eclectic pianist Jackie Byard. He's really one of the giants of the piano. He could play in any style, and yet he retained his own identity. And he was a master writer, arranger, teacher, and he played... Um, several instruments. He he not only played the piano, he played the saxophone very well, played the piano on a professional level, played the bass. Uh, He was an incredible musician, and uh, his demise was uh, was very sad, and uh, we won't go into that because he was very much alive on October 31st, 1967, when he recorded this piece uh, with the great late bassist, uh, who was playing at the time with Ornette Coleman, David Eisenson, who was basically uh, a classical bass player with uh, virtually no experience playing jazz until he started playing with Ornette. And, um, of course, he loved you know, doing that, and a great virtuoso, and passed away far too soon. David Eisenson on bass, and on drums, the one and only Elvin Jones. And this is Jackie's great piece of music, a wonderful piece of improvisation called Sunshine.
the great Jackie Byard on piano from his album, The Sunshine of My Soul. And that featured Jackie on piano with David Eisenson on bass and the great Elvin Jones on drums. And that was recorded on Halloween in 1967. And that composition was by Jackie Byard and is called Sunshine. And we're going to move now to one of the great vocalists in jazz. You know, we people talk about um, Ella Fitzgerald, of course, uh, Sarah Vaughan, uh, Carmen McRae, um, and of course, um, Billie Holiday. And there's so many other vocalists in jazz, but uh, somehow this lady gets, um, very often gets left out of the picture. And she is, was, truly one of the very great vocalists. And I'm talking about Anita O'Day. And we're going to go back to an album that she did with um, Vibus Cal Jader and his working band uh, with Lonnie Hewitt on piano and an old friend of mine, great bass player, left us far too soon, and a wonderful comedian and character, Freddie Schreiber on bass. He was working with Cal at the time. And Johnny Ray on drums, not the singer, <laughs> the drummer, um, R-A-E. And uh, Wilfredo Vincente on conga drums. And, um, of course, Cal, uh, Cal Jader on vibes. And Anita O'Day on the vocals. And we're going to hear a few tunes from this uh, marvelous album. We're going to begin with uh, an old tune by Ray and DePaul called That's Your Red Wagon. And uh, we'll carry on with a few tunes with uh, the great Anita O'Day. Here we go. If you want to go crazy and act the clown, be the laughing stock all over town, that's Red wagon, that's your red wagon. So just keep dragging your red wagon along. If you stick your nose someplace it don't belong, don't you come to me if the things go wrong on your red wagon, your red wagon. So just keep dragging your red wagon along. And when you're making your bed. And blow your dough Don't you run to me If they don't show Your red wagon Your red wagon Just keep dragging Your red wagon Why call me? Cause I'm tired of two. That's your red wagon. Your record wagon. Just keep a dragon, your red wagon alone. So if you stop for somebody who pins your ears, don't be 
love songs to fit my key. Oh, baby, don't sit and sing your blues to me. Oh, that's your red wagon, your red wagon. They don't keep a dragon on your red wagon along. Just keep dragging your red wagon along. Some ice, skin me a peach, save the fuzz for my pillow. Start me a smoke, talk to me nice. You've got to warn me, undying me. Don't go try to fool me, bejewel me, either amuse me or lose me. I'm getting hungry, peel me a grape. Pop me a cork, French me a fry, crack me a nut, bring a bowl full of fine buns, chill me some wine, keep standing by, just to entertain me, champagne me, show me you love me, kid glove me, best way to cheer me, cashmere me, I'm getting hungry, feel me a an agreeable chap Love me, can leave me in luxury's lap Hop when I holler, skip when I snap When I say do it, jump to it Send out for scotch, boil me a crab Cut me a rose, make my tea with the petals Just hang around, pick up the tab would think me, just make me all the back run me. Don't bug me, new thunderbird me. You hurt me. I'm getting hungry. Here's how to bring an agreeable job. Love me and leave me in luxury's lap. Hop when I holler, skip when I snap. When I say do it, jump to it. Send off a scotch, boil me a crab. Cut me a rose, make the tea with the petals. Just hang around, pick up a tab. Never hard think me, just make me bowl of air of me. Don't bug me, new thunderbird me. You heard me. I'm getting hungry. Heal me a grave. What of the seedless kind?
I've got an island in the Pacific, and everything about it is terrific. I've got the sun to tan me, palms to fan me, and an occasional man. I've got an island, it's very lazy. If I should ever leave it, I'd be crazy. I've got papayas, peaches, sandy beaches, and an occasional man. When I go swimming, I am always dressed in style. Cause I go swimming wearing just a great big smile. My little island is made for pleasure. And in the cool of evening, it's a treasure. And when the hour grows later, what is greater than an occasional man? The girl that he loves isn't me. I'll never see him again. And that's how it has to be. The party's over. It's time to call it a day. Burst your pretty balloon and take in the moon away. It's time to wind up the masquerade. Just make your mind up. The fiber must be paid. Party's over, the candles flicker and dim, you danced and dreamed through the night, seemed to be right, just being with him, now you must wake up, all dreams. 
Spring will be a little late this year, a little late arriving in my lonely world over here, for you. Continues cold as if to say spring will be a little slow to start, a little slow reviving that music it made in my heart. This fear, it's merely that that spring will be a little late this
supposed to be blue, blue. Not supposed to be blue. Yes. Some vocals by the late, great Anita O'Day. And, uh, you know, she wrote a biography, a very frank and open biography. Um, high times and hard times. And if you can find that, it's uh, an absolutely riveting read. And uh, it... Uh, Shows you all the triumphs and tribulations uh, that Anita O'Day went through. Um, and she forged herself uh, a very successful career. One of the great real jazz vocalists, Anita O'Day. And uh, this is from an album called Time for Two. And it came out on Verve Records. And it's uh, Anita O'Day with Cal Jader. And, of course, Cal Jader is the leader. Uh, he plays the vibes and the leader of this little quintet with uh, Lonnie Hewitt at the piano, my old friend Freddie, the late, great Freddie Schreiber on bass, Johnny Ray on drums, and Wilfredo Vincente on conga drums. 
And we heard a bunch of tunes uh, from this album. We opened with uh, That's Your Red Wagon, written by Ray and DePaul. And uh, then we heard Dave Frischberg's great tune. And I think this is the best version of it, Peel Me a Grape. And then uh, that marvelous tune by uh, Hal Blaine uh, entitled An Occasional Man. And then uh, the um, Betty Comden, Julie Stein, uh, Adolph Green classic, The Party's Over. And then we heard a Frank Lesser tune called Spring Will Be a Little Late This Year. And the final tune by Bob Russell, I'm Not Supposed to Be Blue, Blues, Anita O'Day, legendary singer and uh, incredible personality. Mm -hmm. Last week, we paid a fairly lengthy tribute to Jack Sheldon, the great departed trumpeter who uh, left us. He was 88 years old, and of course, he's a TV star. He was an athlete. He was a comedian. He was a singer. But most of all, a magnificent voice of the trumpet. And um, this is from an album a little less known. But uh, Jack went back to New York and uh, recorded this album uh, in Rudy Van Gelder's studio. And the album is called Plan for Change. And it's it's an interesting cover because Jack used to go down to, uh, of course, he lived in Los Angeles, and he used to go down to Venice Beach uh, to practice. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't disturb anybody. And, of course, uh, you know, he put his horn case out in front. (laughs) He ended up making piles of money because he was so good. People were dropping all kinds of big bills in there and so on because, you know, they they were hearing a a master trumpet player practice. And, uh, of course, he said that was one of the most enjoyable gigs he, he had. But um, he, he didn't do that for a long time because people used to come up and say, gee, I'm so sorry uh, to see you here. And, of course, uh, Sheldon was <laughs> very well off. He was a TV star, all this kind of stuff. They thought he was, uh, you know, a poor, uh, penniless busker. And uh, so he began to feel guilty about making all his money and— uh, he stopped doing it. Anyway, that's the story behind that, uh, the title on that. It's a great cover on this, uh, on this CD. But we're going to hear some tunes, and Jack is reunited with one of the more underrated and wonderful alto saxophonists. He's, he normally plays in big bands, so he's not heard that often as a soloist. But uh, Jerry Dodgian is playing alto saxophone on here, and a great Cadillac of... Um, East Coast Rhythm Section with Barry Harris, the great Barry Harris on piano, Rufus Reed on bass, and Ben Riley on drums, and of course Jack Sheldon on trumpet and Jerry Dodge on alto saxophone. We're going to hear three tunes from here, uh, this album. We're going to open with a great uh, ballad written by Matt Dennis called Angel Eyes. Then we're going to hear a tune written by Curtis Fuller, um, which is on a very early John Coltrane album. And it's called Trains Strain. Then we're going to hear the final tune, yeah, Everybody's Wish. Uh, it's a tune by Jerry Dodgian. And, of course, this was, uh, don't forget, this was recorded back in 1986. So it doesn't have uh, the significance of today in the title. And it wasn't meant to be uh, that title. But it certainly is relevant today. 
The title of the tune is No Trump. There you go. That's the final tune that we're going to hear in this uh, threesome, beginning with Angel Eyes.
We heard three tunes from this uh, wonderful album, a small tribute, uh, more of a tribute, to the late, great trumpet star Jack Sheldon, who uh, passed away December 27th. He was 88 years old, and of course, a, a wonderful musician, character, um, so loved by so many people. And uh, this was a great little album that they did uh, back in 1986. And uh, Sheldon was... Um, Back East, along with uh, the great Jerry Dodgian on alto saxophone. It's nice to hear Jerry in a small group context. And wonderful player. And uh, mostly heard in big bands, so uh, you don't hear his uh, solo power. And uh, on a Cadillac rhythm section here with the great Barry Harris on piano, Rufus Reed on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. And we heard three tunes. The first one, of course, was uh, their interpretation of the great Matt Tennis ballad, Angel Eyes. Second tune was a t- uh, tune written by trombonist Curtis Fuller um, for uh, an early album by John Coltrane. An album, uh, the uh, piece of music was called Train's Strain. And the final tune written by Jerry Dodgian has significance today because <laughs> the title is... I'm sure everybody um, will be quite sympathetic with it. The title is No Trump. That was the final tune. So there you go. And it's from this uh, wonderful album on Uptown Records, Jack Sheldon playing for change. That's the name of the album and worthwhile, especially if you're a huge Jack Sheldon fan. We're going to change the pace a little bit now. This is uh, organist... Johnny Hammond Smith, not to be confused with Jimmy Smith, no relation, totally different guys. And uh, this is Johnny Hammond Smith, and uh, one of the uh, more prominent Hammond organ players in his day, along with the great Grover Washington Jr. on tenor saxophone, James Clark on guitar, Jimmy Lewis on Fender bass, Eddie G on drums, and um, a horn section uh, with uh, arrangements by William Fisher. And we're going to hear Johnny Hammond's Smith's version of the great Marvin Gaye anthem entitled What's Going On? Thank you. 
Thank you. 
That's from an album called Pinnacle. And the leader on that, playing electric bass, is none other than Buster Williams. And he was heard here with uh, Earl Turbenton, the late Earl Turbenton on bass clarinet, Sonny Fortune on soprano saxophone, Onaje Allen Gums on electric piano, Billy Hart on drums, and my old friend Gil Hermy Franco on percussion. And all of that was recorded in New York in August of 1975, and that piece of music was called The Hump, Buster Williams. And before that, we heard Johnny Hammond Smith, one of the uh, leading Hammond organ virtuosos, along with uh, Grover Washington Jr. on tenor saxophone, James Clark on guitar, uh, Jimmy Lewis on Fender bass, Eddie G on drums, and a horn section. And we heard um, a wonderful arrangement of Marvin Gaye's anthem, What's Going On? And we followed that with the hump. There you go. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer for live streaming, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music. And uh, two websites I always mention. Um, you get a picture of... Uh, Jazz in and around Vancouver, and if you're not familiar with uh, all the people that are playing, uh, these two websites are, are very informative. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Now, those are the people, the fine people, that produce the jazz festival every year. They work year-round, of course, and uh, they have uh, their own concert uh, productions, which they do, sometimes affiliated with other groups, um, and they have a wonderful website. Uh, also on that website is the schedule for Frankie's Jazz Club, which, of course, is located down on Beattie Street, right opposite uh, BC Place. And, of course, that's a fine, and it's doing very, very well, that particular club. Uh, and there's so much good music there. It's programmed by Corey Weeds, of course, who owned and ran the cellar, um, out on West Broadway, Corey Weed's cellar, uh, out on West Broadway for uh, over 13 years. So uh, Corey knows what he's doing, and, and he plays there quite often as well. He's a very, very fine saxophonist, very busy man as well. And uh, the schedule of Frankie's is also on that particular website. You can also book tables. You can make reservations and do all that kind of stuff. So it's a very comprehensive website. That's coastaljazz.ca. And the other fine website is wonderful for browsing and, and checking out different uh, aspects on it is the website put together by my friend Brian Nation. That is vancouverjazz.com. So both of those websites are very relevant, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. Good ones. And, of course, uh, I like to mention Pat's Pub, which uh, every Saturday afternoon at, in the historic Patricia Hotel, Pat's Pub presents jazz. And from 3 to 7 every Saturday afternoon, and it's usually packed out, uh, you can visit 
Pat's Pub and uh, check out some of our very finest musicians who perform there. The nice thing about Pat's Pub, uh, we don't have too much uh, that stuff jingling in our pockets, especially this time of year uh, after the holidays and all that kind of stuff. Um, And there is no cover charge, never has been, and I doubt that there ever will be for the jazz at uh, Pat's Pub every Saturday. So uh, do check it out. They have uh, extremely fine bands and also some of our most stellar performers in the jazz field perform at Pat's Pub. So it's well worth going down there, checking it out. Very comfortable venue, good sound, all that kind of stuff. Every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7. One of my favorite trumpet players had a birthday yesterday, January 5th, 1931. He was born in Kingston, Jamaica. And he grew up very close to my very best friend um, in Kingston. And, of course, um, my best friend passed away a couple of years ago. But he knew Dizzy Reese very well and uh, used to see him carry his his trumpet um, to rehearsals and all that kind of stuff. Um, And... uh, they were acquainted with one another. Of course, Dizzy uh, grew up in Jamaica. Uh, one of the things about Jamaica at the time, and uh, my, my best friend uh, enlightened me on this. I said, how, how did you get interested in jazz? Because, you know, this, uh, um, and he said, well, he said, for one thing, he said, Voice of America with Willis Conover it beamed into Jamaica, clear channel. He said you could pick it up like a local radio station, and uh, he played all the latest jazz stuff. And uh, you heard, you know, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Thelonious Monk, Charles Mingus, all these people. And, um, of course, when you hear the early ska bands out of Jamaica, like the uh, Scatolites and so on and so forth, that's really jazz just done with uh, that particular kind of uh, Jamaican rhythm. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Dizzy Reese played in that band as well. Anyway, he emigrated to uh, London. Um, it was pretty easy because Jamaica at the time was a British colony, and it was easy for... Uh, so he got on a ship and, and headed for London and established quite a reputation in London. And in the early 60s, Dizzy Reese moved to New York City and, of course, um, began recording. Uh Miles Davis had actually cleared the way for for him because he had heard, Miles had heard uh, some recordings of uh, of Dizzy and um, uh, talked about him to a lot of people. And uh, when Dizzy arrived in New York City, he was quite welcomed, and he began recording for Blue Note Records. Incidentally, he wasn't named after Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy was a name that was a childhood name that was given to him because he was very mischievous as a kid and got into all kinds of trouble. Uh, his real name is Alfonso Son Reese, but uh, 
that's it. He wasn't named after Dizzy Gillespie. Just somebody hung hung the nickname on him, and he got it, and it stayed with him for the rest of his life. Dizzy Reese just celebrated his 88th birthday, and of course, he lives in New York City. We're going to take you back to an album that he did in May of 1960 for Blue Note Records called Sound and Off, and it's a wonderful date. It's a quartet date. Just Dizzy and a wonderful rhythm section. Walter Bishop Jr., Charlie Parker's favorite piano player, and Doug Watkins on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums, and of course Dizzy on trumpet. We're going to hear a couple of tunes, maybe three tunes from uh, from this album. We're going to begin with Jerome Kern's Yesterdays, and then we'll continue with a couple of others, and we'll tell you what they are after you hear them. So this is our small tribute to one of the great trumpet players in jazz, who I'm happy to say is still with us, Dizzy Reese. Here he is. Thank you. 
We just heard some music by Dizzy Reese, Alfonso's son, Dizzy Reese, born in Kingston, Jamaica, the 5th of January, 1931. He celebrated his 88th birthday yesterday. And uh, a great and often sadly forgotten trumpeter who... um, Moved to New York in the early 60s. He established a reputation over in England after leaving uh, uh, Jamaica and um, then came to America and, of course, began recording for Blue Note Records. And Miles Davis was one of the people that opened the door for Dizzy because he raved about him and he said that uh, he loved Dizzy's playing and said he plays with a lot of passion and and uh, really... Uh, has that great trumpet sound, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So Miles talked him up, and, and it, it really opened a lot of doors for, uh, for Dizzy Reese. And this is one of his uh, fine albums for Blue Note. He did several, and this one's called Soundin' Off, and it's a quartet date, as we heard, uh, with Dizzy on trumpet and Walter Bishop Jr. on piano, Doug Watkins on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. So we heard three tunes from this date recorded uh, at Rudy Van Gelder's in uh, May of 1960 for Blue Note. And we heard Yesterday's, written by Jerome Kern. Then we followed that with uh, Dizzy's own composition based on the blues called Blue Streak. And then we heard a tune by the late, great Fats Navarro, who was one of Dizzy's influences and idols. And Fats wrote that tune called Ebe Pob, which is bebop spelled backwards. That's how that tune <laughs> was. Dizzy Reese. So happy birthday, Mr. Reese, 88 years old, lives in New York City, and uh, as far as I know, still alive and well. Some great jazz musicians came from the city of Memphis. Now, Memphis is known for a lot of music. You know, people like B.B. King and, and, and so on, but uh, some great jazz musicians, including one of the greatest piano players that ever lived, Phineas Newborn Jr. And one of my favorite alto saxophonists, Mr. Frank Strozier. As far as I know, Frank Strozier is still alive, but um, he has not performed in many years. Too bad, because he's really one of the underrated voices of the alto saxophone. So he's heard here, this is from an album called Down Home Reunion, featuring the young men from Memphis, quote, unquote. It came out on uh, United Artists Records, and it was uh, recorded in January of 1959. So we're going to hear Frank Strozier on alto saxophone with Phineas Newborn Jr. at the piano, George Joyner, who uh, later on became became a Muslim and became Jamil Nasser and uh, spent a lot of years with uh, Ahmad Jamal, one of the great bass players, and uh, drummer Charles Crosby. All these guys are from Memphis. And we're going to hear this great tune that Charlie Parker put on the map. The tune is called Star Eyes with Frank Strozier. Thank you. 
That was, of course, the great Phineas Newborn on piano with his brother Calvin on guitar and George Joyner, a.k.a. Jamil Nasser, on acoustic bass and Charles Crosby on drums. And, of course, that piece of music was written by a pianist by the name of Avery Parrish, and it was called After Hours. And uh, I think that was a good conclusion for our show this evening. Before that, uh, we heard some of the same people, uh, Phineas Newborn again on piano, uh, no guitar, but uh, George Joyner on bass and Charles Crosby on drums. And we heard Frank Strozier, the great alto saxophonist from Memphis, playing a standard tune put on the map by Charlie Parker entitled Star Eyes. And both of those pieces of music were recorded in January of 1959 in New York City for United Artists Records, and it's from an album called Down Home Reunion, featuring the young men from Memphis. And that's where all these guys were from, and uh, they were born and raised there, and of course they played with all uh, the great blues artists as well as uh, um, did the whole jazz thing as well. So... Two tracks from this uh, incredible album to uh, bring our clothes, our clothes to a show. <laughs> no, no, no. Our show to a close. Yeah, I got it right. It's the new year, and it's 2020, and uh, this is, has been our first show for the new year. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if you were here for part of the time, great. If you were here all the time, beautiful. And... Uh, we hope that you can uh, drop back next week. We do jazz every Monday night at CITR from 9 until after midnight every Monday. And uh, some of the very best in jazz music. My name's Gavin Walker, and this has been the January 6th, 2020 edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, we broadcast... Uh, at radio station CITR, 101.9 on your FM dial. And, and uh, of course, you can access us on the web, which is www.citr.ca. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. We'd like to thank you very much for being out there on behalf of uh, jazz music, myself, CITR, and The Jazz Show. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee